Hi there. Welcome to Take the Stage, the podcast for speakers on the speaking life. We're going to dive into what it means to run a speaker business, how to get booked, how to keep your records, how to create messages that matter and make a difference. I'm Mary Snyder. I'm your host. I'm so excited you're here, and I'm here to help you take the stage. Hi there. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Before we get to it, I want to ask you if you are in the Facebook group. If not, you're missing out. This is your place for connection, for support, for feedback. And you can find all that just by searching Take the Stage Speakers on Facebook. I'd love to have you over there. Also, are you on the email list? If not, why not? You can join that by going to Take the Stage Podcast, click Resources, scroll all the way to the bottom, and you will find the sign up right there or grab one of those free resources. So let's get to it. PowerPoint and you as a speaker. Now, I want to go on the record as saying I am not a huge fan of PowerPoint because I think it can distract from your connection with the audience. But if you are a speaker who loves a good PowerPoint, or maybe you're teaching something as I do sometimes and I need a PowerPoint, let's walk through how we can effectively use a PowerPoint. So I'm going to give you five tips today on how to use a PowerPoint effectively. Number one, know where to look. Where you look is where the audience will look. If you maintain eye contact with the audience, then they're going to continue to look at you. If you keep your eyes on the PowerPoint screen, they're going to keep their eyes on the PowerPoint screen. As speakers, we control that platform, that stage. And if our eyes are on the screen and we are looking at the PowerPoint, then our audience is going to follow our leadership and be looking at the PowerPoint. Now, I see this quite often with speakers, particularly, and hear me out, speakers who are not quite prepared or a little nervous about being on the stage. What they will often do is they will put their eyes on that PowerPoint, hold that clicker, and they will walk you through their PowerPoint without ever making any type of sustained eye contact with the audience. Now, what I mean by sustained eye contact is more than a fleeting glance. So as a speaker with a PowerPoint, I want you to keep your eyes on the audience and glance at that PowerPoint That is your first tip. Keep your eyes on your audience. Number two, announce the slide. Let the audience know what's coming next. Now, what does it mean truly to announce a slide? And why would you do that? Well, number one is you are letting them know what's coming next. That way they aren't scanning up there looking. So as you click the button, you will say something like, have you ever wondered about X? Click. Have you ever wondered how many times the word joy is in the Bible? Click. And maybe you have literally a page full of references to joy and a number slashed across it. 
You've told them what's coming. You've prepared them. They're ready to receive that. Now, by announcing the next slide, you literally set them up and let them know they can trust you. Now, track with me for a minute. When I see somebody running a PowerPoint, I'm assuming there are going to be facts and data up there that I need to know. If you tell me what's coming, then I can relax and lean into the message more than I can the PowerPoint statistics. All right, number three, use imagery. Now, track with me here. When you put the very words you are going to say up on the screen, I think, nope, I don't think, I know, they can lose their umph. Now, what if you wanted to put your sticky statement? What if I wanted to put up there that your calling is where you find your confidence? I would say that, and then maybe I put the image of a lion or a lioness with those words swept across the bottom. You see the imagery? It underlines the point of what I'm saying. Maybe you talk about how many times joy is in the Bible and the PowerPoint image you have is maybe hundreds of Bibles laid open to different verses of joy or just screenshots of all these different scriptures that are just a kaleidoscope on a screen. Think about imagery, undergird what you're saying. Number four, and this is a biggie, do not read your slides. If your slide says something like too expensive across it, maybe it has imagery of four or five really high dollar handbags, maybe those $20,000, $40,000 handbags. And you look up there and you say, these things are too expensive. Well, of course, I know that. It's on the slide. But what if you said, these are things I can't afford. You're undergirding the imagery of the slide. Maybe you showcase the imagery of just the weight that a specific season had on you. And you talk about the heaviness of the season and the hardness of that season. And possibly the imagery is maybe just clouds and rain and just a darkness or an image that brings sorrow. For me, that would be a hot day in the middle of summer, but we're all different, aren't we? <laughs> so I go back to don't read your slides. There's nothing more frustrating for me and probably for you too to be sitting in front of a speaker and they pop up a slide and it has basically their outline and they're just going to read it to me. Now, I'm going to pause here in our five steps and say, I have witnessed speakers who created their entire message outline as a slideshow. Point one was the opening. Point two was the connection. And they walk through every single slide. Now that works somewhat if you don't have a tech failure. That leads me to number five. 
Know your message. Know your message without the slides and with the slides. Practice advancing your slides with your message. Make sure that you can seamlessly move through your slideshow either with a clicker or that you've given the people that are working that for you very clear cues. Two reasons for this. Number one is I have watched the tech fall apart where they could not get this speaker's slideshow to work with their equipment. I don't know the reason for it. I don't know if it was a connection, but whatever the reason, it would not work. And I watched that speaker have a complete and total meltdown because she didn't know her message. She just knew the slides would prompt her. And she didn't have a printout of her slides. So what happened when she stepped on the stage? Because this happened just minutes before. And there's a lot of reasons behind that. And we'll get into that in a minute. But minutes before she was due to step on the stage, her slideshow would not work with what they were using there at that event. She had to walk on the stage without Number one, prep, because she was not prepared. She was using it as a crutch. Number two, without even notes, because those were her notes. That slideshow that was supposed to be on that big screen in a big room with a lot of people. Know your message. Bring your notes. Bring your slideshow if you want to, if you want that to be your prompt. There's nothing wrong with using it as a prompt if you know your message. And if you can seamlessly move through that message with or without the slides, because you have to be able to share a message that will work with or without your slides. And here's why. Things happen. Tech falls apart. Now, if at all possible, you get your slideshow to your event planner so they can make sure it is loaded in their system. It is good to go. Now, also, it is never a bad idea to come in with it on a USB drive or on your laptop or better yet, both, because that way, if something falls apart, you have two backups. You have a USB drive and you have your own laptop. But above all else, you know your message. The slides are an enhancement. They are not a crutch. They are there to add something to your message, not to detract from your message. So let's go over those things. Number one, know where to look. Look at the audience more than you look at the slides. Number two, announce the slide. So let them know what's coming up so they're prepared for it. Number three, use imagery. Consider images that will underwrite and support the message you're giving. Number four, do not read your slides. Even if there are words all over them, say something complimentary or in addition to. Number five, know your message without the slides because you never know what may happen. Now, I want to encourage you, if you're a slideshow person, that is awesome. Do it well. But I also want you to ask, Not every message is a slideshow message. 
Now, I go and teach and train, so those are actually really good slideshow messages because I'm telling specific points that people need to follow along with, specific next steps. But I want you to think about, can you imagine if some famous speeches had slideshow, like the Gettysburg Address? I don't think we could have made that any better with a slideshow. So before you decide to go the slideshow route, I want you to think about this. Is this the best thing for my audience? And will this slideshow enhance my message or will it detract from my message? All right. You have a great rest of your day. Bye for now. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, you will find links in the show notes, and those can be found wherever you're listening to this or at TakeTheStagePodcast.com. I'm Mary R. Snyder, and as always, I am here to help you craft a message that matters and take that message to the stage. Until next week, have a good one.